Welcome to Inspiration Rising. I'm your host, David Trotter, and we're here to inspire you to rise up in your life, love, and leadership. Hey, a quick reminder that Inspiration Rising Live, our very first live event, will be held on Thursday, September 12th in Orange County, California. I'll have the opportunity to interview four female leaders, including Stacey Robbins, Dr. Bita Yadidi, Kim D. Allen, and Andrea Luna Reese. You do not want to miss this opportunity to hear from these powerful women, and you'll have the opportunity to connect and collaborate with other like-minded podcast listeners just like you. Of course, anybody can come, whether they listen to the podcast or not. You can invite your friends. Get your ticket. It's $20 at insporising.com forward slash live. Insporising.com slash live. I love helping people just like you connect face to face. And that's what this event is all about. So check it out. If you don't live in Southern California, fly to be here. Okay, that's a little crazy. We do have one listener from Florida who's flying in, which is amazing. This event, it's a two and a half hour event, 630 to nine. You're going to have a great time. Tell your friends in Southern California, if you don't live there, insporising.com slash live. Today, I want to introduce you to Violet Day Ayala. She's a Cuban-American entrepreneur, founder and CEO of FemCity, and a virtual mentor to over 20,000 women. Now, if you haven't heard of it before, FemCity has over 100 business communities in the United States, Canada, and the Caribbean, and each local community of female business leaders hosts a monthly business workshop infused with gratitude and positivity, which we talk about in the interview. And members have access to weekly online classes and a monthly masterclass. So in this episode, you'll learn when Violet saw the need for female business leaders to connect and support one another, how she started FemCity in one city and has grown the organization to over 100 locations, and what you're missing out on if you're not connecting with others who have similar goals to you. Let's jump into my conversation with Violet Day Ayala. Well, Violet, thanks so much for taking time to join me today. Hey, it's so great to be here. I want to hear the story, and I this is probably nine, ten years ago, how you moved to Miami and you started to sense that there was this need for female entrepreneurs and leaders to connect regularly. How did you sense that? Sure. So I moved from Raleigh, North Carolina in about 2007, and I had owned a Pilates studio for about 10 years in Raleigh. And when we moved back home to Miami, I was already kind of sensing that I needed a community of women to gather with every month. I had that in my in uh, Raleigh when I lived there and I loved it. It was called Chicks and Biz. And I loved that we would get together once a month. They were all small business owners. And we would just kind of support each other and chat about some of the challenges that we were having in business. And I really attribute the success that I had in running that Pilates studio to that group. And so when I moved to Miami, I was already kind of used to having that once a month. And I was kind of missing that. And I started Fem City Miami really just for a couple of us, just a handful of us. And the first meeting was okay. It was kind of boring. So I share that because sometimes we start projects and we're like, well, that didn't go over so well. And, um, but for me, it started to grow and grow and it kind of just started taking on its own vibe. And months later, through the powers of Facebook, women from other parts of the world were seeing photos from our gatherings. And at the time they were like just lunches nothing really spectacular or simple or complicated. And 
they started asking for a Fem City location in their backyard. And I didn't really understand why they needed a Fem City. You know, we were just getting together for lunch. Clearly, anyone can do that. You know, you can just ask a couple friends to lunch. But what they saw was something that I didn't see at the beginning, which was a group of women that were coming together. They were all very diverse. They were of all different age brackets, height, weight, skin color. And they were having a really great time and they were connecting, growing business. And so I started listening. You know, after the third person that tells you something, you're kind of like, oh, I need to listen to that. That's really how Fem City started. So after the third or fourth person asking for a location in their backyard, I thought maybe there's something here that I don't quite see, but the world is seeing. And I need to step forward and kind of figure out what that really would look like. And that was really the start of Fem City. Just like that, it was a mishap. It was not even planned. That is one of the things that I noticed in some of the photos that I've looked at of gatherings on your website or Facebook or whatever. You know, a lot of these groups, whether it's, um, all gender or just female or even just male, everybody kind of looks the same, right. you know, and I'm looking at yours going, not everybody looks the same. Like what, that is, that is weird. How did, like, how did you do that? And why did you do that? Or did it just kind of happen organically? No, it was, it's absolutely intentional. And it's part of our training when we do have FEMC leaders that come on board that do want to open a location in their backyard. We really talk about that over and over again, because the diversity within the City gatherings is really about being inclusive to all women and making sure that everyone feels that they are with family. And I kind of share, you know, I'm Cuban. And if I go to a Cuban gathering, I probably know all those Cubans, right? Like I probably know them or maybe I'm related to half of them or um, we know someone who knows them. So I'm not really expanding my circle of influence. But when I go into a gathering and it has women from all parts of the world with different thoughts and opinions, then I'm really expanding my network. And that's truly what we intentionally provide for our femmes, for the women that come to our communities and take our classes, is that we really want to make sure that when someone comes in, they can somehow connect visually with someone else that kind of looks like them. And automatically, subconsciously, then we feel more at home, we feel more uh, relaxed. You know, if we go into a group, and it's like all 20 millennials, and they're all like, you know, uh, super petite, uh, great, you know, dressed like all perfect and just, you know, you don't feel as comfortable because you don't see someone who looks like you or walks like you or talks like you. But when we have that, it really just kind of breaks down those barriers and makes it for a more comfortable atmosphere. Yeah. I'm really surprised by that. That is so powerful, especially, you know, in our culture, a lot of times, um, ethnic background or color, or, you know, that's a big focus, but even the different body types and shapes and styles, you know, that's more unusual I'm finding with these types of groups. And so that's really, that's really unique. So congratulations on creating that type of culture. That's that's powerful. So you didn't, you didn't set out to create this, um, you know, megagopolis how do you say that like (laughs) you know like this massive like thing of like all these women and communities global i don't know if it's global quite yet it's more north america but you're getting i bet we're getting there yeah um you didn't set out to that it was like a single location just for people in your area and it kind of just is taken off Correct. Yeah, it was it was totally by accident. I am a huge believer that when the world calls you on a path to do that self-check, to recognize this is an alignment with where my purpose is going to be. And that's really the story of Femme City is that listening to women ask me for this and kind of stepping forward and not really knowing where the path will lead or how I would do it. Um, but I knew it had to get done because 
there were so many women that were asking over and over again for it. And every step of our success has always been because we could hear what they were asking for. So even the evolution from just being a networking group to now this business organization that came about because women started asking us for help. You know, when social media became this really growing trend in marketing, they were coming to us for help. And so we reached out and Google became a partner of ours and Google started teaching classes for our members. And that was really huge. It was very pivotal for a lot of these businesses. And so we thought, wow, you know what? We need to be of service for them. What else can we do? Let's go ahead and start creating classes on Instagram stories. Let's go ahead and create a class on how to generate revenue through Pinterest. So it really just kind of followed with what was being asked of us. And we continue to do that today. You know, if you ask for a community in um, an area in Alaska, we will start looking to see how we can launch there. And I think that that's where the purpose and that intentional kind of connectivity has really helped us to grow globally. And we are, we're in Canada. I think Canada is growing really fast more than our United States growth. But now we're looking at launching in Europe and some of the Caribbean islands. And what will that look like? But we always stay true to being of service and always having heart and intention with everything that we do. So you mentioned, obviously, this is not just gatherings at lunch. This is, and I know each community in different cities has its own expression. There's its, its own flavor. But generally, how do the Fem City communities connect locally? And then how do they connect online? So we have um, flagships, so like more of like our hubs. Those are the larger communities. So Rio Grande Valley, for instance, um, Chicago, Philadelphia, those are larger. So those have like two to 3,000 women. And then we have these little smaller ones because we recognized that organizations weren't really going into the smaller communities, those kind of in the backyard or the ones that are a little bit away from the bigger metropolitan areas. So now we have these little collectives and they are about 25 women and those they gather every single month. They've got like a 20-minute gratitude component where they share gratitude about themselves because often do we actually pat ourselves on the back to say, wow, it was so great. You had like a really great pitch for that new client and you got it or you have a new house that you're listing for your um, real estate practice or real estate firm. So we have those and they also have a component of gratitude for other women around the world. So we really want to practice that gratitude component. And you're right. Each one of them has its own flair. It's reflective of what that community is. And um, beyond that, we actually then meet online. We host a series of masterclasses every month. They're free for our members. All the topics, they've been requested by our members. So if there's a class that they want and they don't have thousands of dollars to hire a coach to help them or to you know, have hours to read a book or to watch videos on YouTube, we go ahead and create that content. We find an expert that specializes in that and we go ahead and host that class for them and they can access it in the library at any time. And that's really where all those classes come from. We curate them based on what they need because it's every day it's something new, right? It's like every day there's like a new social media algorithm or a new social media platform. And then how do you keep up with that when you're running multiple businesses, perhaps you're even raising families? Um, it's a lot to take on. It just changes so fast. Mm -hmm. You have mentioned gratitude, and I see that everywhere in your materials. How did that come about when you, I assume it got infused at some point along the way? Why is that word important to you? And how does that play out, like even in your own life? I think since the beginning of Fem City, that gratitude part, it's definitely grown, but we always had it. So we used to do these Fem pitches and some of our communities still do them. And it's really like you stand up and you say who you are, what you do, what you're passionate about. And then we always gave an endorsement to another woman. And the intention behind that was for women to just stop and recognize the help in others. Because in order to get to the top, you need people to help you. 
And that's in every industry. You don't get to be very successful with it like, by yourself, doing everything by yourself. You do it because people mentored you or they helped you with a, a, an intro to somebody else who turned out to be a great client. And then it started growing because we recognize that as society starts becoming more and more dependent on digital connectivity, that human to human connection is really kind of going out the window. Mm-hmm. And if we put it in part of our format, it forces humans to stop and to verbalize gratitude for other people. And I think the world needs more of that, you know, to say, wow, David, that's so great. That podcast was amazing. It changed my life. That feels so great to not only receive as the person who's been sharing, you know, but also as the person who's sharing that it feels good. And we really felt like society just needed more of that. And the more gratitude we have in our lives, the more our happiness vibe goes up, the more we really kind of share connectivity to other people and we all flourish. And so now it's a really big part of Femme City. And even personally in my life, I mean, I've been in really very dark and deep moments of my life that I, you know, you didn't see any way out. You didn't see things getting better. And the gratitude is what helped me. So kind of stopping and recognizing all the beautiful moments. And then it kind of takes the focus away from the negative where your mind will tend to spiral to kind of step away from that. And you, oh yeah, life is good. You know, there's all these great blessings around me. We focus on that. So it's part of, uh, it's very intentional, but we hope to make it so it's practice for them to then just, when they go to a cocktail party or a PTA meeting that it's natural for them to say, well, that's so great, David. Like, that's fantastic that you do that. You know, it's versus like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so jealous of David or that's, you know, just kind of like how humans can be if they're not in that track. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like uh, such an abundant mentality too, in that if you're winning, we're all winning. Like I can cheer you on and that I I don't have to feel down about myself um, by lifting you up. Um, So I love it when, I love it when people win. I mean, when I, when people that I know are doing great, I'm like, awesome. Keep going. That is, that yeah. is really cool. No, well, you have an abundance mindset. So you have a, a mindset of wealth where, um, but not everybody's like that, you know, and, and there is plenty of space. There's plenty of opportunity for all of us. And, um, by sharing that, we hope to convert more and more people to have that same mindset that you have that we all win, you know, just because I'm winning doesn't mean I'm taking the win away from you. Mm-hmm. It's that we can all win together. Okay. I'm going to read you a sentence. Okay. And <laughs> I want to hear you explain it. I have read Fem City was specifically designed to make your journey less turbulent. I think about an airplane whenever I hear the word turbulence. <laughs> uh, to make your journey less turbulent and to help you have it all parentheses insert your own definition here. What does that sentence mean to you? You probably wrote it. Well, no, I have a really great uh, writer that she writes for Allure magazine and Mary Claire wrote that. She's really great with words. I'm not so much, but um, you know, what happened is when I started my first company, I was 22 years old and I had no support. And of course, this was a long time ago before Google um, or any kind of online resource. And I made every mistake in the book starting this personal training company. And then when I opened my second company, I made less mistakes but I still made mistakes, right? So it was like my first company that had a brick and mortar. It was the first time I had multiple locations. It was the first time I had a manager and multiple teachers. And I made so many mistakes. I really wished I had had someone there to tell me, don't do that or do this. Or you know what? It's probably going to be better this way. And I always told myself that when I got to the place where I could share what I've learned, that I would do that. Because you spend so many hours or years or thousands of dollars making the wrong decisions when you're starting a business. 
And it is turbulent. It is like upside down. You feel like the stomach is going to come right out of your mouth in those moments where you lose money on an opportunity that you thought would help your business or hiring that person that ended up, you know, not being the best to have around. And that's what that sentence means is that we give you the resources, the connection, the support that you need so that that ride for you isn't going to be as painful as it was for me because it was really painful. And, um, that's my intention with when she drafted that sentence, it was perfect because, um, how much, how great would it be for me to give you all the wisdom that it took me years to learn? I'm 47. I've been in business since I was the age of 22. You know, I've had multiple businesses. I have like literally made every mistake. I never took a business class, never took a marketing class. I was a pre-law major. And that's what that sentence is about. <laughs> like in a, in a one sentence, beautifully formed uh, copyright that she did for us. That's great. So the have it all statement, what, is it, what does it mean or look like for you to have it all? So everyone's different. And we, that's why we put that, you know, insert your own definition here because my all is not your all and it's not somebody else's all. For me personally, it means to have a life that flows in harmony and in purpose. And that is what it means to me to be able to provide for my family, but to be of service for others and to do it in a balanced way. So I'm not sick because I'm working so many hours. I am not, um, you know, stressed out, but I'm, I'm living a very joyful life but also connected to other people and helping their lives. And I think a lot of us start businesses because we want to help other people. So you start a social media company because you want to help businesses get out there so that those small businesses can earn more money to put their kids to college or whatever it is. So all of us have some sort of connection, but they're different. Some people having it all might be to have 20 dogs, you know, and to live on the beach somewhere. Some might want to go ahead and start other businesses. So we can't just say success is this, because that doesn't make sense. It's so subjective to each person. And, you know, making $20,000 on the side with your side hustle while you, you know, that's great. That's very successful could be for huge, that person. Yeah. It could be huge. So everyone's got their own definition, but we shouldn't be trying to attain your goal or my goal. Um, it's really, everyone's different and you should play by the rules that you want to play. Mm-hmm. What, are, what is the most enjoyable part in this season of Fem City? Because you've been doing this 10 years. I mean, that is a yep. long time. That's a, that's a long time for a, you know, one project. You know, most people don't do that these days. What is your favorite part in this season of the life of the organization? My favorite part is looking at them through the photos of our gatherings and seeing the happiness and the connection to one another that they form. And then I also love when women come across us and say, I need this in my life. You know, I've really been looking for a place like this. I need this in my life. I'm not a really good uh, networker. Like I don't enjoy going to networking events. For me, they, they feel, I get a little overwhelmed. There's a lot of people. It's a lot of people like trying to push their products and I feel that this is like a small little nurturing, intimate, safe area for women where they really feel connections to other people that are going through the same thing. Because starting a business, running a business, up-leveling your business, going and launching it around the world, franchising it, whichever method you want to use, that's a very lonely and isolated series of moments. And um, I think that's the biggest joy is seeing that there are women that I've never met from parts around the world that I've never been to that send notes saying, thank you so much for Fem City because it changed my life. Or I was thinking about doing this and because of Fem City, I didn't do that. And now I, my business has grown, you know, 
so much that it's just beautiful. Every path of this, it's been so worth it. It was definitely a hard path, but it was so worth it to see just the value it brings to the lives of women. How do you help the larger flagship locations stay intimate? How does that happen when there's a couple thousand people that are a part of those? Sure. So I'm going to use Des Moines as a great example. So Emily Steele runs our Des Moines location and she does so many events. I think she does like four or five a month. So yesterday they did a social outing. So they all gathered together and they went to a small business. I think the owner was also a Fem City member and they made these cute little cookies. So that was kind of silly and kind of, you know, not really business oriented, but I know they made business connections. I know they were talking about business and she has also a little kind of subgroup for moms. So, you know, women that can't come to our gatherings because they have many children or one child, or now we have a mom's like little subgroup so they can actually gather and bring their kids. So I think Emily is a great example that you can still create those very intimate small gatherings, even if you have thousands of women in the community. Philadelphia does the same thing. Philadelphia does some coffees. Um, Boca Del Rey, she does a lot of coffees as well. So you can kind of do the larger ones, but then you supplement it with these little pockets um, so that people do have the opportunity to, you know, connect more one-on-one. And this is really affordable. I mean, not to be this full-blown infomercial, but a couple (laughs) hundred bucks a year, right? Yeah, it's 150 and that's intentional too because it's very inexpensive for someone in Miami or in Philadelphia or in Chicago. 150 is nothing, but we cater to a lot of communities that are a lot smaller and 150 is a lot of money. And so that's a really perfect price point because we want to make sure that everyone can afford Femme City. If the 150 is too much, we have a monthly program. It's $25. And then we also do scholarships. So if there's someone who uh, we've heard stories of women that are single moms of four children, they have two full-time jobs. They have this dream of creating an earring business or a handbag business. We want to be there for them as well. So if someone really doesn't have the means to do it, we do have some uh, moments when we do give away for those women that, you know, we want to be of service for over a million women around the world. And mm. through our programs, we really feel that we can inspire them to go a little bit further than where they're at right now. So if somebody doesn't have this supportive group of peers around them, um, you've described it a little bit, but get into what what is she missing out on? Like what is, you know, if she's trying to start her own like you said, you know, earring business or handbag business from home, set it, selling it on Etsy, maybe has dreams of being in boutiques, but yet hasn't found a group of peers that she could connect with. What is she missing out on? I think what's so beautiful is that humans elevate their vision based on the people around them and what those dreams are. So you have that, that saying, you are you're the five people that you hang around with the most. That is very true. And so if you are hanging around with people that are not really going to choose that route or they're playing small or they're really scared and they just kind of want to select mediocrity for their life, you know, they just want to make sure that, you know, things are just right here. It's going to be very difficult for them. So, you know, you definitely need to search for even one or two people that will elevate your level of thinking. Because when we hear about someone, let's say, oh my gosh, there's a a mother who's, you know, she's 60 years old. She's raised all these children. She's never worked, but she wrote this amazing book and now it's this Amazon bestseller. And now she's touring around the world. Wow. Like it opens your eyes to be like, that's everything is possible. Mm-hmm. We all have the power to change our lives, but we really don't change them unless we know someone somewhere that's kind of like us that has done it. 
then it inspires us to do the same. So if you don't have that around you, I would highly recommend you could have like a, a virtual mentor, right? So we have a lot of those TED Talk people or um, Brene Brown. So like even just listening to that to start kind of getting your mind shifted because your mind is the biggest obstacle and the biggest challenge that we have. I can teach you how to generate revenue. You know, I can teach you how to scale up your business to be around the world. But at the end of the day, if you don't believe you can do it, nothing that we teach you is going to help. It's really the mindset that really dictates your future. And I think being around women that are doing it definitely wakes you up. I know Marianne Williamson has impacted your life. Yeah, in different ways. What is it about her or maybe one of, you know, a teaching or a value that she's brought to the table that you've really taken away from and, and implemented in, you know, as you've lived out your life? She, that is the first book I read, A Woman's Worth. I must've been, I just recommend it to my daughter who's 19. That was the first book I read that really touched me. And I can't remember the quotes. I mean, I'm probably better at my Angelou quotes, but for some reason, her book really made me open my eyes and go for more. And I, you know, I didn't have the best upbringing. My mother uh, was an opiate addict for many years she just recently passed from, from kidney failure. And I think that I was also missing that female energy in my life. And reading her book really opened up um, my way of seeing myself and the way it relates to the world. That was my mm. favorite book. Or Return to Love also is another one of hers. That was really great. Mm. Yeah. I know you have a book in the works um, about... 11 shifts, I believe, that you have experienced in your life. Do you want to maybe tell us a little bit more about that and maybe why you chose to wrote it, write it? Sure. So I didn't really have the most stable upbringing and I didn't have, um, I think, what normal people have. Hmm. And so what I've done is I've put together like the biggest lessons I've learned in life because often when I'm either speaking or when I'm on a panel or when I'm done teaching a class women will come up to me and ask me more about those personal moments. You know, how did you get through having a, a addict, you know, mother and not having a mother at all? Or how did you get through, you know, going from welfare to wealth? So those little stories in my life that were snippets, I find that those are the stories that women want to know the most from. So it's not so much about like how to generate revenue or how to market yourself. It's really, they just want to know kind of like that mindset work. How do you, how did you do that? How did you kind of go from the bottom to the top and those are conversations that not everyone talks about, right? Like you, mm -hmm. just like they want you to see them like, oh, I'm all successful and just want them to see that. But I want to inspire others because I think there's so many of us out there that didn't have a lot or went rock bottom. And how mm -hmm. do you make that shift to go up? And I think that's what my intention is with the book is to share those stories in a very raw and authentic way so that it inspires others to say, you know what, I can do what I want to do and I shouldn't let anything hold me back. You have the power to change your life. Do you happen to have a release date on that or is it still in the works? Um, I have written it twice. So I've written it in more, in, not spiritual, but the way that I write is definitely more spiritually based, not, not woo-woo or religious. It's like more just the connectivity that we have to others. So there's that way. And then I wrote it in a funny way. And I literally had a meeting on Friday with some friends that were in a kind of a pseudo focus group to ask which one I should move forward with because I was stuck. And I think the verdict is more to do the spiritual one. So it may not connect with everyone, but I think that when it does connect with those people, it'll make a huge difference on their life. So that's what was holding me back. <laughs> so <laughs> that's huge, right? Is it going to be a funny one? Or is it going to be like a, 
a warm and fuzzy one. Have you ever seen one of those books where, you know, if you hold it one way, you can read the book, then you flip it over and it's like a whole nother book on the other direction. So like they're, you know, they're both working toward the middle, but you flip the book over. It could be a two-sided book, one side, spiritual direction, flip it over, read the fun That's side. a great idea. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Don't choose, do both. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be kind yeah. of fun. Yeah, it would be. You could even do like illustrations and stuff. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't thought of that. I want to go back to, you said at 22, you started your own personal training business. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So to go from a challenging upbringing to, uh, you know, it sounds like you went to pre-law before that. How did did you get to a, a place where you thought you had enough confidence, courage, you had the mindset to go, I'm going to go train other people. Because that's a big shift from what you talked about. Like, at what point did you kind of feel like, okay, yeah, I can do that? Yeah, so I was a chubby child. And I found my way out of being chubby from working out, from exercising. And I kind of learned how to do it on my own. And while I was in high school and in college, I worked at a couple of gyms in Miami, whether it was opening up the, you know, the gym in the mornings on Saturday or taking registrations, whatever it was, I did anything. And, and I feel like the gym was a place where I found myself and I was able to kind of shed off all that weight and also kind of emotional weight as well. And I had Christoph, our oldest, he's 25. We had him and he was a little baby and I was a latchkey kid growing up and I did not want him to have that same experience of like not having parents. You know, my dad traveled quite a bit internationally when I was little. So there were a lot of alone times, um, especially when I got to be old enough that I could be home by myself or I don't know if it was legal to be home by yourself, but I was. And back then, back then was. <laughs> I, was, I was, you know, at home by myself too. So, you know, it was yeah, like, yeah. come home, 2.30, 3 o'clock, get your snack, sit right. down, watch the Brady Runch rerun. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, uh, what was the other one? The Brady Bunch and it was um, the Jeffersons. Oh my gosh, I love Leave it to Beaver. Leave it to Beaver, yeah. So I didn't want that for him, but I also needed to make money. And since I had been in the gym industry, um, that was the only thing I knew. So I got my personal training certification. I put everything on a Discover credit card and uh, started training people. I just put an ad in a local newspaper and there it went that. And then I started getting more and more clients. And so I did that for a couple of years, but I didn't know anything. I created my own logo. You know, I um, purchased the advertisement on my Discover credit card. I bought some equipment on it too. So I didn't know anything. I just kind of figured it along the way. And I knew people that had done it before. So the gyms that I had worked at for so many years, they were small business owners. So I was, and they kind of were like me. So it was kind of seeing them and thinking to myself, oh, you know what? If they can do it, I can do it too. That's amazing. That is awesome. Okay, so if somebody wants to join a Fem City community uh, or even start one of their own, what, what would the process be? Sure. So you can go to femc.com and we've got a link right there on how to start a chapter in your backyard. And it's beautiful. We've seen our leaders go from being very shy and not knowing anyone to, uh, we had one that was just quoted in fast company the other day. We have some that are now, you know, world renowned speakers. So it's definitely a good platform for those that are looking for that in their life. And, um, I invite you to go ahead and try out Fem City. You can join for 30 days for free. There's no obligation take as many classes as you want, uh, hop into one of our local gatherings as well as a guest. And I think that you'll love it. You know, our intention is to help all women grow business together and uh, we do anything that we can do to help them. 
Now, here's an interesting thought. You didn't mention this, but if there's not a local FemCity community, and maybe the woman isn't in a place to start that, sure. she could still join and participate online. Is that right? Have Absolutely. You Absolutely. So you can do the online membership and you actually get to work with me. So once a month, Shine and I go ahead and do classes for them and kind of like a virtual gathering. And then you can also take part in all of the masterclass series. Yes. Excellent point. You're right. Yeah. So at least you have community in your life somehow. I'm going to sign up for that under a fake name. That's what I'm going to do. I'm Danielle Trotter. Yes. So I can get the benefit. Well, we do a lot of YouTube. Yeah, we do a lot of YouTube videos. We have a YouTube channel as well. So there's some free um, content there. And we do a class every Wednesday on Facebook uh, called Coterie Conversations that we always do a really good topic. So yesterday's topic was why even show up to local events? Because we're seeing that there's a growing trend of people doing more virtual. And what's the benefit? You know, why is it important for you to show up to your local chamber events, your local uh, BNI events, like all those that you have nearby? Why it's important to show up? Because um, it does really help your business grow. So we did that yesterday. So you can always partake in Femme City. You don't have to necessarily take a name to join. <laughs> There's lots of stuff there. Okay, one last question. Sure. Upward and onward. What does that mean to you? And why is that important to you? So I say that we're, I say that all the time because... So many times we get knocked down in life and all you can do is just get up on your feet and keep on moving. And it happens all the time, right? You get bad news. You have a bad decision that, you know, is affecting you. Um, something didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. It's just onward and upward. Just like keep on going, just get up as fast as you can and keep on moving because the longer you stay down, uh, it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help yourself. It doesn't help people that are around you those that you serve. So just get up, keep going. So it's kind of like my short, like just go move. I love it. Violet, thank you so much for sharing about Fem City and just your experience and your wisdom. So really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was great getting to know you. Thank you. If you're interested in joining Fem City or starting a Fem City community in your city, check out femcity.com, F-E-M-C-I-T-Y.com, or you can just swipe up on your phone to check out the show notes. And of course, you can always go to our website to find all the show notes from the podcast at insporising.com, I-N-S-P-O-R-I-S-I-N-G.com. Now, if you're not already subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast on your smartphone app, either Apple Podcast or Google Podcast. Maybe you've got Spotify, Stitcher, something of that nature. If you subscribe, you'll get every episode delivered right to your phone. Open up your podcast app that came loaded on your phone, search for Inspiration Rising, click subscribe, and then tell somebody else about the show. The only way our show grows is by people just like you, our dedicated listeners, telling other people that you are finding value and benefit from what you're listening to. All right. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next time.